Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast, the podcast where we talk about swimming lessons, swim coaching, from a coaching and a teaching perspective. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host for today. And we have episode number 25, Purposeful, Purposeful Practice. Let's get started. As I said, we are going to be talking about purposeful practice today. Now, recently, I had the pleasure of having one of the USA Swim performance consultants come out and visit with our swim team, and we had a wonderful, great experience with it. One of the best things about this visit was the presentation that we received on effective teaching. Now, you can find this effective teaching PDF online if you just type in USA Swimming Effective Teaching. You'll be able to find the PDF immediately. Uh, it is the one of the first things that comes up in any search that you do. And while you may not have the benefit of the sports consultant, performance consultant right there explaining to you what each slide means, it's pretty understandable. And really the main thing that you can see here is that that we're going to talk about today is our purposeful practice. So we want to do the things that maximize practice and maximize growth through uh, an actual plan and what we're going to be doing. And I'm going to talk about some things generally and then how that applies to swim lessons and how you can use it in your teaching or you can use it as a training tool to teach your staff. Now I'm excited about this because it's a little more abstract, which is what I tend to think about, um, than the typical drudgery of, you know, follow this skill, do this like this. Uh, thinking about purposeful practice really gives you the opportunity to be flexible and creative with how you're running your lessons. Now, I wouldn't recommend this for your novice beginning swim lesson teacher. I would recommend this for someone who's been teaching for a long time and perhaps needs to do something a little bit differently to get out of the doldrums or the boring blah of normal day-to-day -day swim lessons. Uh, and I'm going to hit on a few things as we go through here. And before we start into the effective teaching PDF and the effective teaching presentation that I had uh, delivered to me, I just want to hit on uh, one of the links that is going to be in the show notes, and it's on the how to be an effective swim coach. And it's worthwhile mentioning for swim lessons and swim instructors because a lot of the things overlap. Now, both are concerned with teaching how to swim and how to improve swimmers. Uh, and they're very closely related. So we don't want to separate out learn to swim and swim team too much. Now, some of the key points that you can find in this article, a swimming coach is or should be knowledgeable, organized, and sympathetic. And I want to touch on these three things because as a swim instructor, you should be knowledgeable, organized, and you should be sympathetic or have empathy for your swimmers. And what I mean by that is, you should be able to understand their feelings or engage their fears as realistic, tangible things that you can identify with in order to connect with them and kind of push them beyond their comfort zone. You want to be knowledgeable because you want to have the understanding of what you're teaching in order to actively and expertly explain that to somebody else. Now, I may know when I was 16, I may know what a freestyle arm stroke looked like, but I think back on how I was teaching it, I was very focused on what the hand was doing and the path the hand traveled. You know, cup your hand, make sure that the fingers are pressed together. Come up out of the water, dip down, and extend forward in this graceful, flowery arch. 
Now, as a swim coach, I know that that's not as important. Even as a swim instructor, I also know that's not very a good thing. You don't want to have this, you know, very flashy, almost like lace, flowery arm stroke. Instead, you want the arm and the hand to just flop forward as it comes around in a kind of a half circle with a raised elbow. And if you know what I'm talking about, it, it, it's more floppy. The hand doesn't really do anything specific. It just kind of dangles underneath the forearm as the elbow is raised and the arm is swung around the body. This is important because I may know as a 16-year-old, okay, that's what it, I think it should look like. But do I actually understand that there's a difference and what's more appropriate for most swimmers? So actually, this is a nice way to tie in. Uh, we have the swim lesson instructor, uh, swimming lessons ideas, swim instructor training workbook. It was just offered for free for four days on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. And as of July 2nd, that cost is now $7.99. And you'll see that on our website available for sale right now. This is section one, and it's all about gaining knowledge of swimming strokes. It is 15 lessons on the 15 essential swimming skills. And it's broken down in very easy to read, understandable sections with one portion per page. So it's very easy to read. If you want to take something out of it, copy it and use that for a particular training session that was designed to do that. So you can have it a single contained page without overlap um, and confusion. And it is an excellent tool to begin your training and to begin your understanding of what swimming is. So if you want to gain that knowledge and the understanding of swimming, start with the 15 essential swim skills found in the Swim Lessons Ideas Swim Instructor Training Workbook which is available for sale now over the 4th of July weekend and a few days after um, on our website. So take a look at that as soon as you can. So that's going to further your knowledge. Uh, number two here was organized. And that's, you know, you want to plan. We offer our swim lesson plans so you can be or an organized swim instructor. So you know what you're doing. Um, we do large cycles, so long-term plans. We do short-term plans for our swim team. And this is essential because our swimmers are swimming all year. And they may not be going to every single lesson, but they're with us all the time. So we want to have a plan of how are we going to move them in the direction that we want to move them into becoming better swimmers. You know? And you can use the swim lesson plans that we have for sale on our website uh, to become organized. You can follow the list. You can follow the progressions. You can follow the games and, and skills that we have ordered out in those lesson plans to give you that organization. So we provide both the training to get you more knowledgeable and the tools that you can use to be organized. Now what we can't give you over the internet is how to be sympathetic, how to have empathy for your swim instructors. And that's something that you're going to want to screen for when you're hiring your staff. And you want to look for people that uh, in many cases have siblings, have worked with children in the past, have some sort of experience of empathizing with someone else and connecting with them on a level in which they can put themselves in their shoes and then therefore help them understand how to do something new. Now, in the show notes, there are some more uh, information here about what you can find on the USA Swimming website on how to be a good coach. You know, swimming coaches, they should be uh, organized and well-prepared uh, because swimming is a sport that depends on developing a base amount of skills and then following a purposeful progression 
throughout a season and a career. Now, I'm going to take that and we're going to apply that to swim lessons. And let me read that again for you. So swim instructors should be organized and well prepared. Swimming is a skill that depends on developing basic elements of swimming and following a purposeful progression throughout a lesson to achieve mastery. Now, it's almost the exact same thing. The difference is with swim lessons, we need to focus on these small incremental steps that will build up to a competent, safe, confident swimmer in the future. And that begins with how are we going to get these people to go underwater? How are we going to get these children or adults to put their face in the water without fear? And what can we do to establish that swimming isn't a scary thing and that you can have control over your body in order to not sink or fall underwater? And we also want to look at, you know, what are the specific things that we do on purpose during our practice, during our um, learning phases to enable this skill acquisition to be maximized. You know, how can we increase the amount of things our swimmers retain and learn from during a lesson? And the first step is we got to know what we're talking about. And the second step is we have to have a plan. We have to be organized. We have to understand where we're going and what we want to accomplish before we start blundering along that path. So we can learn, we can develop, and we can enhance these skills. We can, we can train ourselves and our staff to be more knowledgeable, to be better prepared, and we can encourage them to be more empathetic and sympathetic. So I want you to reference some of these books that uh, you may be interested in when it comes to swimming and teaching swimming. And just in general, they're really helpful things. Uh, the first one being Mindset. Uh, the New Psychology of Success, and how we can learn to fulfill our potential as it relates to parenting, business, school, and relationships. Now, this is an excellent one because it gives you kind of a basis for what's the science behind this type of approach. Uh, it gives you some examples of what uh, certain studies have done in, in this arena and how they can apply to educating and teaching swimming. If you're also interested, you can look at the Talent Code by Daniel Coyle, and this is Greatness Isn't Born, It's Grown, and here are the instructions how. And he'll walk you through how you can create effective and talented swimmers. Now, the last one is The Little Book of Talent, also by Daniel Cole, and I think this is the perfect one for us. Uh, it's a small book, it's 52 chapters, they're mostly a few paragraphs each, and it's a very quick read, but the benefit of it is that it gives you the highlights of what you need to do without being overbearing and dumping a bunch of science on you. And while you may be interested in that science, it's not necessarily necessary if you trust the source. And Daniel Coyle is a very uh, talented writer and a backed by research. Uh, so it's something that you can trust as being an effective source. And some of the key things that he talks about here is when you're practicing something, you don't want to practice bad skills. So if we're going to talk about swim lessons, we don't want to have our swimmers moving around the water with their head raised, their bellies in a U shape, because that is actually teaching them that this is the way to swim. If you, if you are teaching bad skills or allowing bad skills to happen during your instruction, then you're actually creating a counterproductive uh, 
brain muscular neuro pathway uh, that you're going to have to replace later on with good skills. So what I mean by that is any action that you take. So if I'm lifting my hand above my head in streamlined position and I'm doing it incorrectly, the more often I do it incorrectly, the better my brain is telling my arms how to do that streamline incorrectly. The more often I do it wrong, the, the stronger that 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 neuro pathway is becoming to go into that wrong position. So as swim instructors, we want to be teaching the correct skills in the correct way before we even begin. We want to be sure, here's how we explain it to get the best results, here's what we're looking for, and here's the progression to achieve that result. And that's why we've broken Streamline down into three separate steps. Number one, look down. Number two, lock your thumb. Number three, squeeze your ears. And if you're hitting on those three points, then you can easily get into a streamlined position if you know what it looks like, because they kind of are all tied together. And we do that because our end result is the streamline. We want to get to that streamline portion. We want to see that streamline in a good line. And to get there, we're going to break it down, and we're going to go through these incremental steps so we can achieve that goal in the future. And that's why we have the swim lesson plans. That's why we do... Uh, the swim lesson training instructor guide. You know, we do these things so we can create effective instructors that aren't wasting time with frivolous or stupid activities that'll actually have a detrimental effect on their future swimming of the swimmers. So yeah, I can teach a baby to turn over on its back and struggle to the wall, but is that really an effective way of going about teaching swimming? When instead, we could be teaching our beginning swimmers, put your face in the water, be comfortable floating on the surface relaxed, We'll pick you up, you can take your breath, don't worry about breathing, and then we're going to focus on the body line, the posture, the head down, understanding the motion of the water. Uh, the sports consultant said moving your hand through uh, you know, thin soup and then pushing your hand through mud in order to get yourself moving. And that's such a great way to go about teaching how to understand that using your hand to push the water will have a direct opposite re- effect on your body and how you can propel yourself through the water. It's just amazing, um, you know, how we can break things down. That's a a topic for another podcast. Um, But we want to have purposeful practice. So this ties into we want to be knowledgeable about what we're doing, and we want to be organized. So I'm going to take a slide from the effective teaching here, and it says maximize practice, be effective. And this is on page... um, This is on page five. Be effective. Does what you are doing in practice actually enable your athletes to do it in a performance setting? So is what you're doing in your swim lesson, does it actually give your swimmers the ability to swim one of the four strokes in the future or when they need to uh, in an emergency? Is what you're doing in your swim lesson giving your students the ability to do it again later? We want to match, we want to have our training, our basics, you know, learning how to front glide to be as close to the actual front glide as we can get it. And that's why we do the script that we have. Put your hands out in front of you. And this is to get them low in the water. Put your face in the water. Push off to me. And so that's along the surface with their arms out in front, 
their body ideally flat on the surface and their face looking down at the bottom. And then we're going to stay where we are so they can get to us maintaining that good posture, that good position. Because if they initially lift their heads up and struggle to breathe right away, they're destroying that good posture. They're not actually doing a front glide. They're doing doggy paddle or whatever else that is. So is what we're doing in our swim lessons actually enabling our swimmers to do later on when they need it? So we want to be effective. Each activity we do has to have an effective reason, a purpose behind that practice. You know, what skill are they practicing to get better at? And what is it pointing towards? You know, front glides are pointing towards front crawl and freestyle. Back glides are pointing towards backstroke. Breaststroke kick is pointing towards breaststroke swim. Butterfly kick is pointing to butterfly swim. Um... Freestyle is pointing to safety, how they can get out of the water, how they can move through the water without stopping. Backstroke is a survival skill. How can we survive in the water for a long time without being able to touch the bottom? You know, all the things that we do going underwater is a, is a preliminary skill for, is pointing to freestyle, breaststroke, butterfly. It's pointing towards actually swimming. You know, you have to go underwater before you can do the swimming. Okay, so everything that we do has a purpose. There's a purpose, a method to the practice. The next thing on page five here to maximize your practice is do the right things. Now, are you practicing the skills and sets that lead to improved performance? So let me say this again in a swim lesson standpoint. Do the right things. Are you practicing the skills and games that lead to improved swimming ability? Are you practicing the skills and games that lead to improved swimming ability? So with each skill, with each game you play, what's the point? What are we trying to achieve here and what swimming skill does it tie into? You know, if we're if I'm gonna create a game, the first thing I think about is okay, well, what do we want to work on? Well, okay, we want to work on uh, streamlines. Okay, well, what game can we play with that? Well, streamline has to be a part of it and a good quality streamline. Now we can also flip that and say, all right, let's do a bad streamline and couple it with a good streamline and see the difference. So we can play a game of pushing off an airplane position. Oh, that, you know, that's, that's stinky because you don't go anywhere. Well, that's, that's why we do streamline because it makes you go farther. So are we doing things in practice that are actually pointing to a skill that's worth doing? And then are the skills that we're actually doing that we're pointing to, are they going to lead to a better swimming later? And if you follow the swim lesson plans, the answer is yes. Every activity, every skill points to another one, and it points to an actual uh, swimming skill. Freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke, butterfly. Flip turns, open turns. That's it. That, you know, and we can break them down further into the 15 essential swimming skills. Go underwater, uh, supported front glides, supported back glides. But they're all pointing towards those four strokes. And that's ideal. We want that. That That's, you know, eventually we're going to be looking towards swim team and that's what we want to be doing with swim lessons is we're teaching our swimmers how to swim both safely and effectively and with the intention of going on to swim team. And then are we effective at what we're doing? So to be effective, we need to have a purpose and we need to practice with a purpose. We need to practice with some sort of intent. So we need to be knowledgeable and we need to be organized. 
And those are the two things that we can do to really have purposeful practice in our swim lessons, to have each activity and game designed to further a specific swimming skill. Now, this seems like very uh, typical things that you would you would assume. You're like, oh, you know, it's so obvious. But then why do people play Mr. Fox? What actual purpose does that game play other than to waste time? It's a complete waste of time because, number one, it doesn't actually enable your swimmers to do anything in the future that is related to swimming. Number two, it's not one of the right things. It's not a skill listening to, oh, Mr. Fox, what time is it? Oh, it's three o'clock. I can take three steps forward. That's not a skill worth working on because it doesn't have anything attached to it. And then the mechanics of the game don't actually allow you to participate in swimming in such a way as to keep moving and be fluid and to be involved with the actual aspect of swimming. You know, it's starting and stopping, starting and stopping without any actual progression or feedback. So don't play Mr. Fox because it's not a purposeful practice. It's not a purposeful game. It doesn't maximize your intent to become a better swimmer. There's no opportunity there. There's some, but there's very little opportunity there for growth and development and, and becoming a better swimmer. So today, today's podcast was a little different than usual. Um, talking about a little more abstract things here. I'd like to know what you think of it. This is episode number 25. So we've done 25 uh, podcasts about swimming lessons and swimming ideas. Um, and this is the 25th week. So um, about half a year here where you've been, next week I guess will be exactly one, a half a year, six months of doing this podcast. And I've had a great response from everybody, uh, but I would like you to leave a review. So if you can leave us a review on iTunes, it helps us out immensely. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to know what you're thinking so we can tailor the podcast a little more appropriately to you. You know, what aspects of swimming do you need? What aspects of swim instruction do you need? And, you know, I try to pass along all the information and stuff that we do in our program to help you and yours. And there's a serious lack of resources that are easy to find and easy to consume. Now, USA Swimming is a great resource, but if you've been to their website, you know it's difficult to read, it's difficult to find anything, and unless you know what you're looking for, you can't usually find it. Now, I want to give you an opportunity with SwimmingLessonsIdeas.com to get all that information in little bite-sized nuggets or 20-25 minute podcasts that you can consume at your on your pace and they are easily identifiable so you can find them on your own. Easily. All right, so today we're talking about purposeful practice and maximizing the time that you spend teaching. All right, we want to make sure that our instruction has a method behind it. And to do that, two things. Be knowledgeable about what you're doing and be organized. Have a plan that you're pointing everything towards and do every skill, game, action, activity pointing towards those skills. So what do you want to work on and how can you get there? Now, if you have questions or comments, definitely leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, it's Swimming Lessons. Uh, it's actually a Swimming Ideas podcast. Uh, swimming Ideas. If you just type in Swimming Ideas in iTunes on the podcast, you'll find it right away. Uh, and or connect with me on Twitter, at Swimming Ideas. I'd love to hear your opinion on Twitter. Uh, or if you want to send me an email, my email address is jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. 
thank you very much for spending your time with me and for uh, spending your time involved in swim lessons. Uh, it's for you and for your benefit that I like to take time out and do this podcast and write these articles and provide these materials for you so you can become a better swim instructor or you can train a better swim staff. All right. Thank you very much. Look forward to our next podcast.